Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hi, Megan. Hi, Rob. How are you? I am good. Good. This is episode 28 of Rumor Has It. I didn't even need your note this time. I know. I remembered it was 28th. I know. Um, and we are uh, very, very excited to talk about uh, mental health today, to continue conversation on mental health. And we are lucky to have Dr. Greta Mayer, the CEO of the Mental Health and Recovery Board of Green, Clark, and Madison Counties. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having um, me. We, we uh, I think, got on this path of uh, not only changing the podcast, but talking a little bit about mental health when we interviewed Joe Hall, who did Hall Across America, and he talked a lot about really just uh, being with his thoughts on the trip and how much that did for him and how much he misses that opportunity. Uh, and it just started us we started thinking, you know, we really need to have uh, Dr. Mayer on here because she is knows all about mental health and we don't think we talk about it enough. And so uh, we really appreciate you being a part of this and look forward to hearing what you have to say. Thank you so much. Uh, so let's start with, let's just talk about what the Mental Health and Recovery Board is okay. um, and kind of what you guys do. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rob yeah. and Megan, um, for having me be a part of this today. And, and I hope that this is an ongoing conversation. I appreciate yeah. uh, the focus that the city has had on on this. And um, being a Fairborne resident, it's important to me uh, to support the local community in this way. So our agency is a um, local governmental agency. Um, so we're part of county government. Um, but what's unique about us, and you mentioned our three counties that we serve, so Green, Clark, and Madison counties. So that means we support residents of those three counties. And um, we're very appreciative of the, the local property tax revenue uh, that we are able to raise. And, and Green County just last fall voted yes to support continuing uh, those um, levy revenue uh, dollars to come to us so we can then invest in services. And we draw down state dollars, federal dollars, so that our local levy dollars are the last to use wow. um, and that's so critical for that's the services great. we contract for yeah. that's fantastic you mentioned services I mean you do everything from if somebody just has a mental health crisis and they need to find help, you can find someone for them? We sure can. And a lot of times um, people just aren't aware of the resources that we have and they think that there's no um, spots available for them to seek care. And that's simply not true. We have uh, many services that go unutilized, even with the demand and awareness, I think that we've um, raised around the issues. Sure. Um, we just can't talk about it enough so that people know who to call, how to get help and how to advocate for their loved ones. Uh, friends and family, coworkers, uh, neighbors who may be struggling. Because, you know, we expect people when they're at their worst or having a crisis to be able to navigate um, something that they've never done before. Right. right. So there's a lot yeah. of things we all can do to help support others to get there. How much has the COVID pandemic increased the, I don't want to even say the, the presence, because I think it's probably always been there, yes. but increased the, uh, made these issues more acute, made them more, brought them to the forefront. I think that's a great question and comment, and it's it's true. And, you know, you tune into any newscast and you can hear a lot of comments about mental health concerns among our youth, older people, you know, working age adults. Um, and I do think that a lot of the loneliness um, and isolation that came with COVID-19 and, yeah. and not being able to get together and maybe our places of worship or community fund groups are just blowing off steam and, and doing things with friends after hours or on the weekends. We had to learn how to do things in ways that we had never done before. You know, I remember our own family getting together on Easter um, to celebrate the Easter holiday on Zoom. And my parents didn't know how to use Zoom. And, and it w turned out to be really funny. But it was it was at the same time, it was a challenge for them to 
to learn how to do this stuff too. So we all had to learn yeah. different ways of doing things, but some cool things have come out of it right. um, that we're gonna hold on to, like telehealth for mental health. Right. So if you can't access in-person services and maybe you prefer telehealth and some online options, well, that opens up a whole nother arena of services available for kids and adults. So that's pretty cool too. But I do think we've seen more of that isolation, some of the the fallout effects of that for people of not being with others and having that social support we're used to. Yeah. And I, I know one of the things that when I talked with my therapist, you know, I'd asked her about just the telehealth and some of those things. And, you know, I said, did you see, did you see a rise in, the number of people who wanted the telehealth services. And she said, absolutely. She said, but what that also did was it allowed people who were initially afraid to seek therapy because they didn't want, you know, to come in. She's like, it allowed that anonymity to still be there, you know, and it, it helped them to seek it more and to actually to come, to come in, quote unquote, come in because they didn't have to come to a building. And, um, she said, so, I mean, it, it kind of helped initially, you know, and, and so I think, you know, that's kind of one of the benefits is that it's still around. Um, and I'm not, a, I'm not an advocate for that. Cause I don't, you know, that's not my, that's not my preferred method, but there are, I think that there's still a lot of people that that is a benefit for them, you know, cause it's, there are a lot of people that that's not, that's just not their thing. They don't want to walk in and it's still kind of a, I can't do that yet. And so I think it is still for a lot of people, a a huge benefit to be able to do telehealth. Um, And we may not have gotten there as quickly had it not been uh, for the pandemic. That's a great point. And I I know that when people travel too, that's another thing. And and you think of maybe college age students that are now able to actually go away to school where they couldn't do that necessarily during the pandemic, but being able to keep in contact with their therapist from home and their family, um, again, I think is a a great, you know, advantageous thing if that's the way people prefer to, to keep that going. It just opens up, like you said, another avenue. Yeah, we did a session when I was sitting on the beach that sounds wonderful. That's yeah. great in two different ways. I know. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, uh, I think I've, it was either whatever thing she used. And I was like, just want you to know, I got my toes in the sand while you're in Ohio. She was like, ah. I wonder if I get a doctor's note for that. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work, Rob? I'm going to go to the beach, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So, right. but, but you're right. I mean, it's, it, those, those opportunities are definitely available. And I think if, if more people were aware of that um, in multiple ways, that it may open up just that avenue for people to, to seek those, that avenue of help. I think that's great. And you even touched on, um, I think sometimes people are reticent. They don't know what to expect. What is this really like? Mm-hmm. And there's still a huge stigma. And it's, it's unbelievable uh, that we still have that now, right. but there's this idea that something's wrong with a person that, you know, it's no wonder that we have trouble sometimes getting people to go, even when they believe it could be helpful. I think the not knowing of what that's like, or maybe judgment that others may have, like walking through a mental health center door, right. you know, right. like, like you said, it gives some anonymity um, and it helps if someone else can help walk beside that person, whomever that is, their trusted person, you know, to help them access care and just explain or have someone to talk to about it so they're not all alone so i was not to drag this on anymore but i was trying to i was talking with someone a couple years ago and and he was he was really struggling with you know a weakness factor you know like Mm -hmm. you know i just feel so weak by having to do this or wanting you know wanting to do this why should i do this you know i'm this huge strong you know human 
And I said, look, I said, you physically train your body to do what you do every day. He's like, well, yeah, that's, that's my job. I said, look, if you're gonna do this for your body, it's seeing somebody like this is almost like training, training your mind, training your emotions, training your, your mental state yeah. in the same capacity. I said, it's just another form of training that you are doing for your, for your life. I said, it's no different. You wanna keep your body healthy physically. You need to keep your mind and your emotional state healthy as well. And he was like, I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. And I said, so it's not a weakness. It's just you are wanting to keep yourself as healthy as you can, whole body, you know, mind, emotion, and physically, whatever that looks like. He was like, I get that. He's like, it's just still hard. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> it is. It, it's hard to go to the gym. Right. <laughs> it's hard to go to the gym, but it's also hard to do this too. But mm -hmm. so I think, you know, if we can just flip the perspectives all the way around, you know, maybe it'll be a little easier, but you know, it, it's hard, it's hard to do things either way, but you know, maybe just trying to look at things from a different perspective of it's not a weakness. Um, Absolutely. It's it, a it builds strength and resilience. Right. Yeah. Some of the services you provide are centered around addiction. Yes. Uh, and folks that have uh, substance issues. Mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit about what you provide for those folks. Well, you know, we do, when we think of mental health concerns, sometimes we aren't thinking about addiction um, or substance use uh, issues, disorders, and um, oftentimes those go together. Right. So a lot of folks that have substance use concerns also have mental health conditions and vice versa. So there's a huge overlap there. But for mental health conditions, it's about one in five people in the U.S. develops that over the course of their, their lifetime. So that's wow. a lot of us, yeah. one in five. And there's different forms of severity. So same goes for substance use concerns. It's about maybe one in seven. Yeah. Um, so not quite as frequent as mental health concerns, but um, alone, that's about what it is uh, in our nation and, and locally. And so they're the same kinds of um, training your, your thoughts, how you deal with emotions. Um, sometimes people take substances to feel better, maybe less anxious right. or to um, just kind of disconnect and not feel maybe pain or traumatic experiences, things like that. Yeah. So they've served a purpose in, in people's lives. And for some, it might just be a mild problem. And then um, changing lifestyle, you know, going to see a therapist, talk therapy can be enough. But just like mental health concerns, there's more severe addiction or, or substance use disorders that really impacts everyday functioning, holding a job, taking care of your family, right. um, all of that stuff. So long-term supports are necessary for some and even medication, just like mental health concerns. Some people require medication to manage, sometimes for an episode or a period of life and sometimes for the long haul. Right. So it just is, is unique for every person. There's no one size fits all. So all of the services like case management, counseling, doctor appointments, and um, supportive housing, and all those things um, are uh, available for the addictions or substance use concerns, just like mental health concerns. Greta, how would somebody find your organization? Can you give a website or a phone number that somebody could call if they have an issue? Yes, I'll give both. So um, www.mentalhealthrecoveryboard is M-H-R-B as in boy, okay. .org. So it stands for Mental Health Recovery Board. And you can go there and there's lots of information about finding providers and so on. But you can call us as well. And it's a 937 322 
1-800-273-0648. And we have staff that can help connect people to services. And um, we have, like I said, a, a range. And for individuals, let's say they're they're Fairborn residents that really would prefer not to, to seek care in Fairborn. Well, then we can pull up other, other places. We have contracts to refer people out. So people have preferences, location, right. male, female, um, the specific um, problems that they're um, dealing with. Uh, what they prefer, um, so we can help match them up with those. I was doing a little bit of research on your website. You have 24-7 availability, so if somebody's having an episode in the middle of the night, you have somebody they can at least call or get some information from? Yes. Well, we have a text line for crisis support, so that's more crisis yeah. supportive services, but certainly, and we always want to raise awareness about any if someone's thinking about killing themselves, right. harming themselves, we really need them to call 988 and what we're blessed here in Fairborn to have is that our 988 call center is in Fairborn. Oh, wow. um, oh, so they serve the whole region for us, Clark Green, Madison counties that we um, oversee and others like Logan and Champaign counties. Wow. So TCN Behavioral Health Services um, has the, the lifeline call center ability. And so being right here um, in our community makes a huge difference because they know of what um, resources are available and, and how to refer people when they have a crisis. That's fantastic. Hmm. You also have a system where if somebody is a provider and they want to, they, you are willing to partner with providers, yes. they have a way that they can get uh, approved to be a provider through your organization. Absolutely, and right now we're in the, the middle of that process where we're uh, awarding contracts and plans Great. for services starting July 1. So there's some new um, services available um, right. through these um, pro, uh, providers and some do mental health, some do substance use, some do both. Some are for youth or, or uh, adults. So we have a, a wide variety and we're always looking to increase points of access for care. So we would entertain funding proposals uh, throughout the year, but we have a, a usual cycle that comes out in the beginning of the calendar year and those contracts go out this time of year before July 1. Fantastic. Fairborn gets a bad reputation or folks that maybe don't understand the whole problem often say, well, you know, that's nothing. We have a heroin addiction problem in Fairborn mm -hmm. uh, or a fentanyl problem or whatever the, the, it, it's not just Fairborn. This is, we have a mental health emergency. We do. Uh, pretty much nationwide, right? I would agree with that. Um, whether you're talking about young people with anxiety and depression, like we've never seen before, um, and also for adults um, and older adults. So I think because of what we've been through, I think that's put a highlight on some of the, the issues that people maybe had some problems before COVID-19. And then that has laid, you know, open maybe old wounds wide open again. Right. And um, hopefully what that means is that people are willing to do something different and talk to a, a trusted friend and resource to get the help that they want and need. But it, it, this is not a Fairborn, Ohio problem <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, we do have resources and we need more, um, maybe easier ways to navigate. And I think that's a nationwide problem too. Sure. So a lot of states do different things. Um, our state department is Ohio Mental Health and Addiction Services and they we can apply for grants and we do get funding through them. And so we're always looking at how can we make a better care community right. where it's really easy to find the services. So we still have a lot of work to do to make it easier for people to, to access care. TCN has a, their headquarters is located in Fairborn now. They That's moved right. over on Commerce Center. Um, how important is that organization in providing a, 
a whole wide range of services to Fairborn and really the region. They are providing services to Fairborn and the region. So it's wonderful to have, again, a comprehensive provider like TCN Behavioral Health. They are answering those crisis calls and they do follow-ups. They have walk-in hours so people can come in and seek care. They have special um, kind of emergent care for existing clients. Once you're hooked up, you can't quite make it to wait to your next appointment to be able to walk in and get care quickly. So they've done some unique things um, to make services accessible and really expanded in some ways some of the service offerings that they have. And they're looking at providing more housing opportunities and those long-term supports. Because we know that when people experience a crisis, it's not, it didn't occur overnight. It's right. probably been bubbling up for a while. And so getting treatment is going to take a while right. um, for, for a person to really feel better and then figure out, you know, what's the next step for them sure. um, and whatever concerns they're having and how to address those. Switching gears a little bit, we, we started to do something which is a partnership uh, among our first responders. Uh, it's and it's QRT and I should have done the research into what that means or what that stands for. Quick response team. Quick response team. Got it. Uh, And it's a partnership. I believe you guys helped us uh, with that where we uh, do some mental health follow-ups. Do you want to Yes. I'm putting you on the spot, but do you no, mind talking that's about wonderful. that a bit? I'm so yeah. glad you brought it up. I was, wasn't even thinking about that, but this is a cool pilot program that's turned into an ongoing program because of its success. Yeah. And again, I think the, the key people in the, these positions, including our first responders and police, and then partnering with a provider like TCN, who has staff who specializes in crisis and follow-ups, they do a co-response where they go together and the therapists will meet and crisis workers and peer support um, can work directly with the law enforcement. What um, we've seen is TCM Behavioral Health and also the Green County Educational Service Center has also done some partnering with wow. the Fairborn Police around young people and families. So it really opens up a dialogue of partnership and identifying um, situations with families or traumatic events maybe that young people have experienced and adults maybe overdose. Right. Um, and so what it does is do that follow-up to uh, reach out to people to get them connected to care so that we can hopefully use the opportunity of a crisis to then point people in a direction um, with options and resources. Fantastic. It is. It's wonderful. Fantastic. I'm glad. Thanks for the QRT. Duh. I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful. And you know what? Um, our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Anger in Green County is looking to, to implement this countywide because of the success in Fairborn. Fantastic. So Fairborn's a leader in many ways. Great. Appreciate that. You mentioned teens uh, and the, uh, you know, kind of the, some of the emotional issues that t- teenagers have. Mm-hmm. Let's step a little bit back from that. What role do you think social media plays in that situation and that uh, causing that crisis? Absolutely. It, it does. I think that's a great question. And, and it's one we're still trying to fully understand. But, um, you know, when you think about kids growing up with social media and very young babies even being able to on you know tablets right. navigate and get to things and so in our brain um, there are pathways we're, we're all born with different strengths and weaknesses and vulnerabilities um, and so there there are truly some programs that are designed to get you hooked mm-hmm. and right. apps 
Um, and, and even kids can be exposed to things like pornography by accident. Right. They were not intending to do that. And they, and it was through an app like hidden, it was targeting kids. Okay. And then there can be access to things that the parents would never, you know, want their kids to be exposed to, but there's a lot, there's a documentary, um, that recently in Greene County, we had hosted in partnership with Central State University, um, to show and the YMCA, um, to showcase this documentary and partnership across uh, different divisions. And we'd love to bring it to other areas if you want to watch, but we're encouraging parents to watch it. And the way we grew up and even our parents' parents growing up and how kids grow up now with so much technology at your fingertips, it's it's evolving so quickly that right. we can't keep up with it. Right. Um, so there are things and, and really exposures again, I guess it was a good word that um, can actually get kids and gaming is another one. So with sports gambling being so available now, right. we're really monitoring and very concerned about very young people getting involved in that and, and gaming. Right. Um, and that can definitely cause an addiction. And we call it, you know, it's not substances, but it's more of a process addiction. Right. It's the same pathways in the brain. Um, that get turned on. And, and for some people, again, it develops into a problem and for others, it can just be problematic. And with some supports and, um, therapy and so on and treatment, we can get people some safe ways, uh, to, to better manage if they're yeah. finding themselves, you know, it's interfering with day-to-day -day life, kids or adults. Wow. Yeah. My kids can't, they get so frustrated with me because, you know, they want, yeah. they want certain apps and I'm like, nope, sorry. You know, right. you can have this one but you can't have the others. They're like, but all my friends have it. And I'm like, well, your friends don't have me as a mom. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Sorry. One, I know well too done. much, uh, but sorry, you know, you can't have TikTok, you can't have Snapchat, you can't have, you know, yeah. Twitter, you can't be on Facebook, sorry. You can't have those. Um, right now you can do be real. You can be real, that's it. <laughs> and there are some phones that are very limiting, so that are safer options for parents. Right. So there's, I think we're getting caught up a little bit more in, in tools we can give parents to help right. support them in this uh, effort to, to limit the exposure. But it's always good to turn that stuff off, kids and adults before you go to bed and not play with your phone all night. And it really stimulates the brain and affects right. sleep and all kinds of stuff that then has some consequences. And I, I saw an article, I think it was yesterday. Um, I don't, I think it was the Washington Post that the the babies that first came out or were first born mm -hmm. are now at the like my son's age ish like 14 to i think 14 to 18 of when facebook and those apps first came out and so those babies are now growing up and are reaping the uh issues of when their parents first started posting them and so they are now, you know, having to deal with mom and dad posting their tantrums online right. and, you know, posting their, you know, whatever. And so it's, you know, the, the article told the story of, you know, basically these kids being furious with their parents oh. for this documentation that they never were okay with. And now what? Um, I mean, just this these parents had no, no clue what they were right, doing, right. you know, and they documented their, their kids whole lives, uh, online. And, you know, now these, these kids have this whole life story played out and now what, you know, so, I mean, there's a whole other side to, right. to this, you know, they have a digital, digital file and that they never asked for. So, you know, there's a whole other 
flip side to the to the mental health health aspect of you know these kids that you know I don't know that we've we've quite delved into as well. No, that's a great point, and and I know that. Um, there are also the with kids in particular, we talk about the the bullying aspect mm-hmm. or that social comparison. Right. I think that's what the, the the documentary I was describing, Childhood 2.0, that is uh, available if anybody wants to Google it on YouTube. It's very interesting, but I, I caution parents to watch it alone um, to before they might watch it with their their families. So, sure. um, but this idea of and the kids are really interviewed as a part of the documentary and how hard it is and them not feeling good enough or compared constantly to their yeah. peers and to others um, when it comes to dating. Or or whatever, uh, all of that stuff is hard anyway. And then you you put it online or you know available and well, that social media footprint. Yeah, you know, just being open and available to to hear what their concerns are and what they're dealing with because we really don't know what it's like walking in their shoes, being in this sure. environment. Right. It's so different oh, from what gosh. we experienced. And I, I can't imagine that. But that's a that raises a question: How different generationally are we? Uh, because I know you know I'm Gen X. But growing up, my parents never talked about mental health. I know my <laughs> parents had both have mental health issues. Um, I know I have mental health issues. It's just never talked about. So, you know, as you kind of come down the, you know, Gen Z, and I don't know them all, but I think it's becoming more and more talked about. It is. Uh, it's becoming a little bit more accepted for the younger generations. Maybe there's hope. <laughs> right? I think so. Yeah. I think they're better at it than we are yeah. because they do talk about it. And, and you know, the, the kids that were interviewed for this documentary just talk about it. Like, this is just my experience of being anxious. And here's what makes me feel extra anxious. And here's what I do to feel better. And here's my concerns about that. Or I'd like to feel better than what yep. I'm able to feel and, and all of that. So I think uh, we, there is hope. And there's some really cool things, um, and Green County has some programs that we want to build on that are already doing neat things about kids who are already involved and seeking care. It's called Youth Move out of the National Alliance on Mental Illness Ohio, but we have a chapter in Green County. Great. Which is very cool. Wow. And um, I think Xenia High School is going to be the first site, but it's open to Fairborn and others around Green County to participate. So young people can come together and make decisions about what they want to do to help educate each other and get um, better ways to cope and more resources in place. So I think when we kind of let the kids lead and get out of our own way as adults. And, you know, as much as we want to protect and care, oftentimes they may have some simpler solutions and they're, they're better at talking about this stuff than we are. Absolutely. For sure. I'm glad you said that. Great. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? Greta, anything that uh, we didn't talk about that you want to uh, let us know about. We, oh, we'll, we maybe will resources, to, if that's okay. I absolutely, have two. Absolutely. Um, one more uh, for numbers. So this is a 24-7 text line. It's a crisis text line and counselors are trained and it's nationwide. So it's called the crisis text line 741-741. And that's available wow. for kids and adults anytime, quick access to care um, and help. And it has, you know, really help people in crisis as well as just someone who needs to talk. Um, that's one. And then one other one, um, it's called the resilience program and we've been promoting it with employers. Um, like it could be the city or it could be other businesses. Um, and it's a quick access to care three, um, covered sessions and it's trauma informed care. So people have experienced traumatic events. We originally rolled it out with first responders during uh, COVID-19, but then we expanded it to educators and public health workers and mental health therapists and city employees or other essential workers. And when you think the list goes on and on, I mean, we could just, everyone could benefit. So what we're trying to do is just get rid of any kind of barrier or the, you know, that navigation challenge of finding out, well, where do I go and how do I know what to do? So we have a a number that you can call our office 
um, to find out more. If, if you have someone in your life um, that has experienced a traumatic event and you'd like, and they're willing um, to call, you can help them call 937-662-9080. I wanna make sure I'm giving you the right number there as I said that. So we have another number um, that is a warm line. No, I'm sorry, that is the warm line. So that's a peer recovery support line. Okay. Um, and that number, and these are individuals who've already experienced mental health conditions or substance use concerns and are in their long-term recovery. So they wanna help others. Oh. So they're trained and certified to provide support. And the number for the warm line is 937-662-9080. Great. Very cool. And we'll have all that information in our show notes yep. uh, so that people, have, if they're coming through, will find that and be able to access that information. Wonderful. It'll be on our, our social media post, which is ironic, but we'll put it on <laughs> put it on our social media. <laughs> Positive social media <laughs> is a different <laughs> thing, right? That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, so thank you. Thanks for being here. This thank is, you so much. It's a very important topic that uh, I think the bottom line is people you know, can seek help from your agency without judgment, without any... Uh, without needing to feel bad about it. Um, right. There are resources there. You just need to be able to, to take advantage of them. And they're there at uh, most of them at no cost. That's right. A lot um, of them are low cost or no cost. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to cost you a lot of money, but um, at least reach out and, and uh, find a lifeline. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about a few more uh, you're a Fairborn person, so we're talking about a few more projects, Great. and you're welcome to weigh in uh, on these if you want, or uh, whatever. We'd love to hear your opinion on something if you've got it. So, um, Megan, you want to talk about our community movie night we had a couple weeks ago? Yeah, so it was a huge success. Uh, it was beautiful weather, lots of kids in the splash pad, uh, lots of kids everywhere, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pictures on Facebook made it look just it, really. It, it was. Very Great. successful, yeah. Um, the weather was uh, really nice, and um, it was just a really great event. Uh, Toy Story was a huge hit. Um, I mean, it's the original Toy Story. How can you go wrong with the original Toy Story? And it was voted on by the people, so that's what they wanted on. to see, so that's they right. came out to watch it. Yeah, and I talked with uh, one of the food trucks, and he had said that he loves coming to this event. So, I mean, it's just it's one of those great one of those great events. Um, and the people who were there uh, had great feedback and the people who weren't there were sad they missed it. So right. I always feel like that's a good thing. So shout out to our Parks and Rec folks who put that together because yep. it's just continues to grow and yeah. and get bigger and bigger. So that's fantastic. Yep. Uh, we also have, uh, so it, this is Wednesday. This is Wednesday. Uh, it, this, <laughs> so uh, never know when this is going to be aired. So, so full transparency. Full transparency. <laughs> yeah, this is, we taped this on a Wednesday. Uh, which is a food truck day. You want to talk about our food truck rallies and uh, farmer's market? Yep. So for the summer, uh, June, July, and August, we're going to have a food truck at each of the farmer's markets. So during the day markets, which are 10 to 2, there will be a food truck uh, at lunch. And then the last Wednesday of the month are the 3 to 7s, which will be the food truck rally as well. Okay. So that's something new. So June, July, August uh, only will be a food truck during lunch as well. Great. So. And I went to the last food truck rally of the evening market and it was very good. Very, yes. Uh, very great attendance. I think folks like the opportunity as they're leaving work to grab some dinner and take it home or yeah. there, there was a big crowd before I got there and I, I had my, I didn't get the full choice of food items because a lot of, a lot of them had sold out by right, the time yeah. I got there. So it was good. It was really good. Was uh, we also have, uh, 
a couple things happening around town. We've got uh, Safety City going on. You want to talk about what Safety City is? Yeah, Safety City is where kindergartners that have just finished kindergarten and are going into first grade, uh, who are some of the most adorable kids, um, get to learn about like fire safety one day um, and then just regular like kids safety stuff. So they get to learn, you know, about how you stop at a red light. Um, when you're out, you want to walk on the sidewalk. You want to stop at stop signs. Um, they get to take these little cars out and drive around and they just learn about, you know, what it means to be uh, safe. And the police department puts that on. Um, Laura Meter, who's a second grade teacher at Fairborn uh, Primary, um, she's taught it for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, talked with her. She's just an incredible human. Um, and she could probably teach it with her eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and uh, she and her son, who volunteers with her, um, they just, they do a fantastic job. Um, officer blocker from Baker, he's a Baker SRO. Um, he's there teaching it as well. Great. Um, just kind of being there. So two weeks of safety city, uh, kids go through it. They end up graduating at the end of it. Um, and they're safety certified to, they're ready to go to first grade, run the city at some point in the future. And we're <laughs> ready to go to first grade. I hope so. <laughs> Uh, speaking of driving around, if you've been driving around downtown, you'll notice something a little bit different going on down there. And you want to, what's going on downtown? Megan? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> so Broad Street, uh, a mess in a good way. They're putting a new water lines on the west side of the street, um, getting ready for uh, the project for that. So the west side is blocked off. So you cannot drive on the west side because um, they're installing new water lines. Um, so you can only go kind of on the one side. So the two lanes on the east side have turned into a kind of a one lane each way. Correct. So you need to be extra careful as you're driving down Broad Street because <laughs> <laughs> you're a little closer to that car than you were maybe in the, you are. In the other configuration. So I, I please did, be careful. I did see somebody driving the wrong direction. Uh, that was slightly terrifying the other day. And I'm sure that wasn't the first, nor will it be the last. <sighs> so please be careful yeah. as you're driving down Broad Street. Or just avoid Broad Street if you can. Uh, if you can, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, and then in the center of town, we are getting a new flagpole, yes, uh, which is exciting. And they have removed all of the granite uh, memorial uh, and the lava rocks because they are moving the memorial, Veterans Memorial, to uh, Memorial Park, where the new Veterans Memorial will be located, which is at the corner of uh, Central and Hebel Avenue. Yeah, so we had an opportunity to meet with the veterans groups who put the original memorial downtown uh, and sought their input on... Uh, the movement of that memorial and they understand that it's been kind of hit a few times and it's hard to repair granted is not easy to get right and so they were uh, very uh, pleased and excited that they were going to get a uh, be a part of the new memorial that uh, uh, the mem veterans memorial group's putting together and i think it'll be ultimately a, a wonderful thing we decided that we really needed a flag downtown i think that really was something iconic mm -hmm. uh, downtown and so we are installing a new flagpole yep. We'll be repairing some of the concrete around that island, uh, making it look better. And then ultimately, we may put some things there to maybe protect that flagpole a little bit because people will still <laughs> come through there like they normally do. Uh, but it's going to be, we, we will have a flagpole up by uh, July 4th parade. So Correct. that will certainly be, uh, it'll be good to have that back. Not, uh, I think our uh, fire department did a great job hanging a temporary flag during the parade the last couple of years. Right. Uh, but getting a permanent flagpole back, I think would be great. I think one of my favorite stories about that whole process was what happened when they started digging 
yeah. was the fact that, you know, we always talk about when we do road projects here or any kind of construction projects, how we always find something underneath the road that we don't anticipate. Right. And I feel like sometimes when we say that, people don't believe us. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, you're just whatever. Like, you're just saying that because <laughs> you... It's just an excuse. Yeah, it's just, yeah, a, just an excuse. You know, you're just trying yeah. to buy time for whatever is happening. City nonsense. Um, yeah, you just didn't pay the bill. <laughs> right. um, but, but when they were doing this, and I, I found it funny because Terry said, you know, you live in a concrete making town. Yeah, they, we have a cement plants. A, for cement, a, long time a cement plant, yeah. Obviously, they just decided to pour all the cement, you know, into these things. Because <laughs> those things were huge when they started taking out the cement blocks that the five spokes were attached to like, yeah, and if you remember the memorial, the, the only stood maybe three feet off the ground, three or four feet off the right. ground. And so you would think an eight inch foundation <laughs> would be perfect for that. Right. Well, they went with a 38 inch foundation. So this giant block of concrete, massive, uh, got taken out of every, and there were five spokes for the five different branches right. of the service. And it's just a massive amount of concrete. Like, so, We'll share. That wasn't going anywhere. No, like yeah, it was solid. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they thought was going to blow it over underground, but right. I mean, it wasn't going anywhere. Right. But, so I'll, we'll try to get some of those pictures just so people can see the size of these things. Like they were ginormous. Yeah. So when we say like we don't anticipate finding things and we find things, and it was definitely a not anticipated, we tell the truth. Right. That <laughs> we sure do. Sometimes projects <laughs> take longer because when we dig things up underground. We find things that That's we right. weren't anticipating. And sometimes that adds some time. <laughs> sometimes. Right? It's not easy to remove a it takes 38 inch by eight foot piece of concrete. Five times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we also have some events coming up. We uh, do. Do you want to talk about some of those? Yeah. Uh, so we have Juneteenth. So we are closed on uh, June 19th just, uh, in recognition and, uh, of Juneteenth. Um, and I believe we have something for that. So I believe there's a Juneteenth celebration happening on the 18th on okay, Sunday. On Sunday. Okay. Um, I'll, we don't have all the information about that, but I believe there is a Juneteenth celebration that's okay. coming together. And so that will be Sunday the 18th. And we'll, uh, when we have that information, we'll yeah. put it on okay. our social media. I thought we did. And then the uh, Pride event is on the 23rd. Uh, we did touch on that a little bit on the last podcast, um, but that'll be at uh, Main Street Commons um, from Five to eight, four to eight, four to eight. Yeah, they're, uh, they're going to do a walk downtown to mm -hmm. try to visit some of the businesses down there and yep. uh, support some of those folks that are open. So that's very nice of them to, to do that. And yep. um, if it's anything like the event they had at uh, Atherton, I believe it was two, two years, years ago, ago. Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a big crowd. So yeah. we really, it's really good to see uh, that support for those folks. And they've had a pretty good collaboration with um, some of the businesses and uh, some of the county partners. So yeah, good for them. And I think they, they've got a lot of sponsorships. I believe they're selling t-shirts. If you go to the mm -hmm. Neighborhood Nest website, you can buy a t-shirt Yep. Um, and to help support that group. So it's, uh, again, they've, they're very well organized and they've done a really good job of uh, preparing this event. So yep. looking forward to it. And then we've got our, uh, the traditional July 3rd and 4th, uh, what was the block party and fireworks? Uh, it's just the July 3rd and 4th celebration. <laughs> Uh, we can't call it a block party if it's not downtown. It's not a, yeah, uh, on so a block. We, we've moved both those days to uh, Community Park. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think the question has come up, and I've answered it several times, why did we move it downtown, right. from downtown to the, the park? And um, it's nothing nefarious. We didn't do it to, to harm anybody or that we're mad at anybody downtown. The simple fact is when the July 3rd committee, uh, they didn't disband, but they were struggling to get membership. 
and they asked the city to lean in and be more involved in putting those events together. It's very difficult for our folks to set up an event downtown one day, tear it down the same day, and set it back up uh, the very next morning in another location. It's very expensive to do that. It's, it costs a lot of overtime. So just for the sense of uh, trying to be as efficient as we can be, we decided to move the July 3rd event to to the community park. It's one setup, it's one teardown, um, and everything is going to be, I think with having a two-day event, I think the vendors will be a little more happy with that, yeah. and they can be uh, they can be set up there for more than one day. So again, nothing nefarious. We didn't, we have no ill intent in doing that. It just made more sense from a coordination standpoint and our staff time standpoint to do both. And so the third is going to be pretty, pretty good event. I think um, so. If you like Journey, we have a Journey tribute band called Escape as the headliner, uh, but uh, entertainment starts at 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, so it's going to be music and events all day. There's going to be food trucks, uh, yeah. vendors. It's going to be really it's gonna be a really good time. We have a good line up of food trucks, and I have the list. Okay. Hold on one second. Oh, let me look through. should have made that the Easter egg. I know. Oh, we can't make that the Easter egg. Well, now they know. Well, we now they know. Yeah, so forget oh. it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> okay, I'll say it. Okay. Well, now people know that we have an Easter egg. That's okay. Also say it. We won't do it every time. Okay. Or, Hold on, let me or, find it. Or will we? Um, or will we? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Greta, do you know what an Easter egg is? No. Okay. I don't know. I, 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 oh, I did forget. I'm hesitant to say okay. out loud what it is, but I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. okay. Uh, community park is open. Community park is open. So... Um, well, you, hopefully by the time they listen to it, they, they should know. It's been open for a while. If you've been to Community <laughs> mm-hmm. Park before this past couple of weeks, uh, the parking lots in Community Park were really the the least um, favorable part of that park. Mm-hmm. Um, just the wear and tear had been really bad. We had patched it multiple times. Well, this recently we repaved every bit of Community Park. Mm. Um, every parking lot is, was milled and, and repaved. And that work is completely done, and it looks gorgeous. It is absolutely perfect. Um, so that now we have uh, really nice parking lots and really nice asphalt. Uh, we maintained the drive loop uh, for folks that drop kids off of the high school. We did take out a big section of parking to add some grass to get some uh, some stormwater improvement there, which I think is going to make a lot of sense and remove that asphalt. So, But you can still make that loop. You can still drop your kids off. We're not doing anything with that. Uh, but it's just brand-new pavement. It looks beautiful. It does. So felt like a tow mater from Lightning McQueen driving on a brand new road from cars. Yeah. So food trucks at July 3rd and 4th. Food trucks, Mama Andre six cabbage rolls, Mm. Holy Smokes barbecue, Sugar Shack ice cream and treats, Home Cooked Vibes, the Lumpia Queen. Mm, It's my favorite. Right. Claiborne Grill, Frida's food truck, the Wild Banana. I can get my smoothie bowl. (laughs) Don't drop it this year. Don't drop it. I know. What the taco, Billy Gold bubble tea. Cubzilla, Wheel Fresh Pizza, and Wrappin' and Rollin' Cafe. Great. It's a good lineup. So that's a lot of food trucks, but we need that many with the, the crowds that we're going to have. Yeah. It's really a good turnout. So that'll be July 3rd, and then July 4th, we have entertainment again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're changing the theme on July 4th. We're going to go to a country music theme, which we've never done, I don't believe, in downtown. So if you're a country music fan, okay. uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of you out there, uh, we will have country music, and I don't have the list of bands for. Uh, but I got that too. You Megan ready? has that, so we have country music on July fourth. So should we do July third? You want to announce the bands? Uh, sure, go ahead. So we got the crown. Oh, this is July third. Crown Watts duo from two thirty to four. Billy Rock band from four thirty to six, and then 
the Journey Tribute Band Escape from 6.45 to 9.45. July 4th, Six Strings Hustle Band okay. from 2.30 to 4.30. All right. Stagger Lee, 5 to 7. And the Richard Lynch Band from 7.30 to 9.30. And then we have Amazing Fireworks around yep. 10 o'clock-ish. It just right, says whenever dark. Whenever it gets dark, yeah. So whenever that is. <laughs> dark is the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> So again, a great, wonderful event. Um, please come out, bring your chair, bring your um, friends. We want to yeah. see as many people out there as we can. It's always a great time. Our folks do a great job putting that together. And if you can't be there, we do always live stream the fireworks. We do. From Fire Station 2. So if you can't be there and you want to watch it, you can watch on our Facebook channel, uh, our channel Facebook page. Facebook page. Uh, and eventually YouTube, we can put it on there, I guess. Yep. Uh, we will live stream those fireworks. And we usually get a pretty good We, do, we usually have a number. 70 to 100 people watching yeah. the live stream. So maybe there are folks crazy. that have moved away from Fairborn, haven't been here in a while, want to see the fireworks. And they, <laughs> Oddly enough. They tune in. It's really you crazy. You get a lot of people that are yeah. no longer in Fairborn. It's terrific. So. Very fun. And then the last thing I want to talk about, uh, the schools do a wonderful thing during the summertime where they actually feed kids who... Mm-hmm. Um, children who need to be fed and there are unfortunately uh, a large number of kids that that need that program Um, and our schools do that for kids aged 1 to 18 Um, and it's uh, various locations throughout the city and we can link to that information I don't want to try to give that away and get it wrong I do know that uh, Central Park is one of the the locations but um, we will put that information on this on the show notes on our our Facebook page Uh, but what a wonderful service our schools do for the children in the summertime because unfortunately there are folks that need that uh, service and they are there to provide it so thank you to the schools for doing that what i miss megan anything that we need to talk about that's a lot all right that's it again uh, dr mayor thank you for being here i appreciate the conversation on mental health and hopefully this is an ongoing conversation we'll have to have you back to talk about some some more things as we get into it and um, again never be afraid to reach out for help Uh, help is always there without judgment and and, uh, pretty easily available too Mm -hmm. so uh, please if you're having issues please do not hesitate to call someone that's so thank you appreciate you being here that's rumor has it so we'll see you around town So we don't have an Easter egg today, but what an Easter egg is, is we actually continue to record our our podcast after the music. So typically the music comes on, we introduce it. The music is the outro, and then we'll say, see you around town, we start the music. Most people turn the podcast off at that point, so we continue to record like this, and we will do a giveaway. We'll give away some uh, like Fairborn stuff, or if we've got posters from one of our events, like we gave away some signed posters from Woofstock mm-hmm. uh, and those things, it's just called an Easter egg. So if you ever watch the Marvel movies on, on at the yes. theater, always stay past the credits because there's always clips uh, yeah. that show a little something that isn't in the movie. And it's so oh, fun. Yeah. So we do that version of that with this podcast, which is, I don't know, <laughs> I would say there's probably enough people to do. I mean, we give stuff away. People hear it. Yeah. So now that we've mentioned it on the podcast, if anybody listens, I'll probably listen to the end, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, so we do that's just a little crazy things like that. So not giving away anything this time, but that's what an Easter egg is. And if you are listening that's this right. time, listen every time because we may or may not give something away. So listen to the that's end. Right. right. That's right. Thanks, Greta. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.